0: Welcome to the Rabbitohs Top Four Podcast, proudly presented by What If, official travel and pathways partner of the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Here are your hosts, Mark Ellison, Shannon Donato, and Jeremy Monahan.
1: Well, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Rabbitohs Top Four Podcast, powered by Audio Technica. And proudly presented by What If. What If has you covered for accommodation, flights, car hire and more. So if you're looking for a holiday, travelling for business or you need to get to the next game, visit whatif.com slash What If, it's Aussie for travel. My name is Jeremy Monaghan. I'm the media manager here at the rabbitos and joined by my co-hosts in Mark Ellison and Shannon Donato. Hello. Welcome back from your week away.
2: Thanks, Jez. It's, it's great to be back. Uh, I really missed you, but Shannon, nice so March. <laughs> <laughs> But, I was uh, away last week. <laughs> I couldn't tell. You well, I-, I-, <laughs> I could tell because the ratings went down oh, last yeah.
3: week.
1: <laughs> so did the bistro you. <laughs> <tag-ies. laughs> Very good. Good start. Chad. How, how <laughs> was your break?
2: Yeah, it was good. It was good. Uh, Jez. It's, it's a nice time of year when, with the boy happens to just get away with a, for a break with Raylan and uh, a couple of friends, and um, and the guide dog and the guide dog. <laughs> 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 Yeah, that's, that's probably a good segue. I mean, I heard a story about Shannon. While I was away, they said he's turned vegan. Yes. He's now actually only, only eating cows that eat are grass-fed. I couldn't <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good no, It's a good, a good break, Jez We've got a, uh, you know, halfway through the season We're in a really good position And uh,
1: I'm walking forward to the run-in Very good Shannon, how are you this morning?
3: I'm great, really well uh, Great to have Elo back it's, uh, It was too easy last week No, no competition, <laughs> no, no one fighting back <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, Very good, Right, Well, let's get into uh, something that we've learnt this week I'll kick off with you, Shannon What have you learnt this week?
3: I've learnt how strong our juniors are. You know, I I went out and watched some, we had the bye on the weekend, so I went out and um, watched some local league on Sunday. I watched our three pathway sides, our 21s, our New South Wales Cup, and our Harvey Norman's women's premiership side, playing on the weekend, and, 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 the ladies, they had a, a very strong win. The 21s are a bit unlucky. And uh, and even watching the A-grade on the Sunday, you know, it's just a really strong competition. And then I remembered about the six boys that we signed, uh, the The six young juniors coming through, all fantastic players. And three of those are born and bred juniors in uh, Blake Taft, Pete Mamazoulis, and Davey Mowali. And, and the other boys have played in our, our juniors as well. And then there's other kids like... Um, you know, tell us Duncan and, and, and Lockie Gale coming through. So I just m- made me take stock, you know, the fact that we had the boy watching the Junior League, just how strong we are and what a great production line our Junior League is. And it's a credit to uh, Luke Curry, Keith McGraw, the whole board at the Juniors in terms of uh, how good a, a junior grassroots system we've got. And, of course, a credit to, as much as it pains me to say, Ello and Joe O'Kellaghan, the, the great pathways they've set up for our, for
1: our Junior League. So you're at Redfern Oval, you went to some of the junior games. Can you compare the pies for us? Who had the best pies?
3: Well, they are both Garlo's pies and they are both <laughs> impeccable. Um, and I had uh, the curry pie at uh, Redfern at the Ironmark High-, High Performance Centre at Redfern. And I had the plain beef uh, at Heffern Park and I wasn't disappointed
1: either day. There we go. Very good. Ella, what have you learnt this week? I've just learnt that that Shannon loves pies on a bike well, You've just learnt that. You've just learnt that. What I've
2: learnt is nothing's changed, Jeremy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> They're all grass-fed curry pies.
2: So, what, I'm, what I've learnt is I'm appalled that, you know, leading into our origin, that, that the players are talking about not taking dives.
1: Yeah, I know. Since
2: when has that been a part of our game? Yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? Taking dives. They're, they're trying to stop players taking dive, dives on the eve of our... You know, one of, obviously the most important game of the season for, for the NRL at this stage. Um, You know, I, I even watch... Since the crackdown on the on the head knocks, I think there's a, a distinguishing point that's happening too on how we could probably work out sin bins and things like that. You see a player get whacked across the head, accidental a lot of the time. We've got no doubt of that, but we don't want it in our game. Mm. But they appeal to the ref when they're still standing up. Now, if they're in a position where they can appeal to the ref after getting a uh, slap across the face or whatever it is, surely that's not a sin-bin offence. Yep. yep. Now, if it goes to a, an area where, you know, they're obviously stung by the, the hit in the face or the, in the head, obviously that needs a different penalty, yep. you know, so that's when they go to the cinnamon. Now the fact that they're even talking about dives, particularly when the game is going through this transition of making sure people aren't getting hit around the head,
1: I think is important. There are the, No dives. The,
2: there dives was one, for English
0: soccer.
1: There was one last week and I'm not going to say the player's name because I find it very embarrassing for him, but it was in the Tigers game and he copped an accidental shot um, up around the neck and the chin. He appealed as he was falling to the ground, to the referee, as you said, got the referee's attention, was appealing to the referee. The referee blew a penalty straight away. He jumped to his feet straight away and laughed at the bloke that tackled him. Yep. Now, we spoke about Paul Kent last week, and it's not often that I agree with a lot of stuff that Kenty says, but one of the things that he's said over the weekend and, and this week on NRL 360 is if, if a player does dive and hits the deck because he's been hit in the head, he should have to go for an HIA. So if you're willing to take a dive to try and earn a penalty for your team, you are out of the game for 15 minutes.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's, that and makes And that'll sense. stop it. It's a good disincentive, absolutely. It
1: is. It'll stop it. And it might have to get to the point where it's a blatant one, like that one on the weekend where the bloke literally jumped straight to his feet and laughed at the guy in front of him. The referee reverses the penalty. Yep. And just says, sorry. I'm changing that penalty and maybe you can go and spend 10 in the bin. Because yeah. yep. it's a disgusting look for the game. It's something that we've mocked other sports, saying that rugby league is one of the toughest sports in the country. And everyone, no one wants to see blokes getting hit high and getting knocked out. But they also don't want to see blokes taking dives like, as you say, you see in the soccer.
2: Yeah, they, they so, call it gamesmanship. But I mean, it's called y- cheating. Yeah, That's yeah. what it well, is. The, the, the thing is, <laughs> it just makes it harder on the referees you know, and the match review committee to have to deal with it as a result of that. Yeah. Now, the match review committee co- cops a lot of, you know, criticism and that and they That's and, just from you though, Ellen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and the judiciary panel. But I'm gonna say there was one they got right on the weekend which which is a you know, well done to them. It was the Remus Smith tackle in mm. the in that in the game where the Titans and the and Storm. Now obviously everyone says the storm, they're always out that you know they want to get their nail and things like that. but this one, directly the player spun off a player in a ta- in the guy next to Remus. The guy spun out, and, he, he sent him a grab and his center of gravity's head dropped by about a foot. Yep. Remus is coming to make the tackle, and he did get him around the head. there's no doubt. And it was a grade two, so but they went to the judiciary and they got downgraded to a grade one, which is, which is a fine. Now yeah, I thought that was a good decision, yeah. and I can see why. Because the player did get hurt in the incident, but it was was an accident. There's accidents Yeah, accident. he was falling. Yeah. yeah, he was falling, and so um, that's one that was I think was really well handled. Yeah,
3: yeah. I look, I I, I concur with both of you, and that's quite rare as well. But um, <laughs> it just goes against the DNA of our sport. Our sport is built on tough, you know, physically dominating and just taking a dive. Like, you know, they're going to have the bloody gold logo at the Dally M Awards at the end of the year yeah. for, for, for acting if they keep that up. And well, you know, As you said, it just disgusts everybody who loves our
2: sport. And, and because it's such a sensitive issue and it's such a big issue and again, we're seeing how many of the older players from the past where, you know, copping knocks around the head sort of, there was no videos back in the day yeah. and not everyone could watch everything. So, you know, a lot of that was occurring. Mm. But now, when yeah, you know, the NRL is setting such a stance on it, whether you like it or not, mm. uh, it's stopping litigation down the game. It's trying to help young kids participate in the game. Yep. Um. So we've we've got to we've got to get behind it, and the players are the ones that can do it. Yes. So they no dives, no dives, and it'll change the whole outlook on it.
1: Yep. Yep, no, I agree. Well, I agree. So you know, that's, he's come, that's he's come the, back firing. That's, nice. it's, it's the boy who cried wolf. <laughs> yeah. You know, the next time that a bloke, that bloke from the Tigers takes a dive, the next time he cops one around the chops, everyone's going to go, oh, he's not hurt. Yeah, very true. You know, so anyway. Good start, hello. No, no, no. You
2: know, I, no, like I I'm just passionate about it because I'm passionate about the game as well as the Rabbitohs. But I, I just see this as, uh you know, it's a pretty – Interesting time in our game and what we're trying to Big do, on it. and if we get behind and back the NRL on it, yep. I mean it just makes. There's only no positives we'll come out of if it's handled properly. They're trying to do the right thing. Yep, the players can just stop taking dives, and within a month we'll have forgotten about it, and we'll have thought it's been in for ten years. Yeah, that's right. Hey, hey, Jazz. What have you learnt this week? Because. Uh, I've learned Elo segment goes
3: on for about fifteen minutes to start with. Uh,
1: what have well, you learnt this week. On the theme of Elo, I've I've learned just how important Elo is to our podcast. Now last week we had Anthony Maroon in, we barely had a laugh. It wasn't yeah. there was no comedic value at all. We didn't bag each other about our weight. No. Nah. It was really boring. So welcome back, Elo. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> it's
3: great to have you back. It's good sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Please
2: the, lowest, the lowest form of wit. <laughs> <Yes. laughs>
1: no, we've got to thank Anthony Maroon for coming in last week. It was a great laugh and he gave us a, a great insight into his career and uh, how he became one of the voices of Triple M and the NRL and how it started in Inverell and getting locked out of his
4: <laughs> studio. He we he used to work to, for Pies he, as well. Yeah, he went to get a pie. What was it? COVID back then, wasn't
1: it? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's
2: a great mate, Maroon. I've had a, had a bit to do with him over the years. Yeah. He's a great rabbit supporter, but yep. just just a, a great people supporter as yeah. well. He does a lot of things that go unnoticed. Yeah, we're out in the community and he's just a fine, yeah, fine bloke.
1: he's a good man. So thank you, Maroon, and uh, we'll sh- be sure to have you on the show again um, at a later date. Now, let's get into our first top four topic of the morning, State of Origin. We record on Wednesday mornings. Tonight is g- uh, State of Origin game one up in Townsville. Eight rabbitos have been in camp in the two uh, State of Origin teams. 20% of the State of Origin teams. Teams have been uh, rabidos, just astounding and, and such a great rap on our club. It's uh, it's fantastic to see these guys getting these opportunities playing for South Sydney that didn't happen in the past. Um, so, our first topic top four players made for state of origin that you've seen. We're going to, after that cracking start, LO, we're going straight back to you.
2: Okay, Jez, I've. Uh... Yeah, state of origin to me, you know, the the two states it's created a lot of loyalty mm-hmm. for New South Welshmen and Queensland, and you know it, it's wartime mm-hmm. when when those two teams come together. So I think to be the players that we're talking about, you know, made for state of origin, you have to have that theatre about you, and you have to wear you know your heart on your sleeve. And I think, I mean, Wally Lewis. He's the one I'm sure we've all got him written down there. Yep. He was made for it. I mean, when he came into, it, he was just playing in the in the local first grade competition uh, in Brisbane. It wasn't uh, a week to week as you know, tough, and that is what it was down here playing. Is the ARL back then or whatever it what was? Would have been New South Wales New South Yeah, sorry. So he, um, yeah, he came into the game and he ignited it because yeah. he got. The Queenslanders been hot behind him, mm. and he he's he used to have gamesmanship. Yeah, you know there might have been a dive here and there from Wally, but he'd go up and talk to the ref. And had, had the a arguing. referee
1: that had played the game with him
2: too well, in Barry Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <I guess.
1: laughs>
2: fourteen Queenslanders
1: on the yeah. field everywhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, speaking
3: about speaking about Wally, and he had the nickname of the the King. You know, obviously dominated. Orange. Just wondered where you got your nickname of the Princess, hello. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Where did that come from? Uh, very good. Uh, very dude. good. Oh, he's
2: had two weeks. He to.: up. He
1: has. I, I had Wally on my list as well. Yeah, and yeah. For me as a kid, like I was a kid when all of that um, was being played early on in Origin. And the thing that stands out for me is the only time I ever got to hear about this mythical Wally Lewis was when he played Origin or when he played for Australia. Because there was no Broncos, there was no Gold Coast, there was no Queensland teams in our competition. There weren't that many Queensland players in the New South Wales Rugby League competition. It was the Mal Meningas and the Gary Belchers and these guys at Canberra. But apart from that, there weren't too many down here. So the only time you got to see the Wallies and the Gene Miles and the... Um, the Greg Caneskus and all these guys was when they played Origin, and it, that's what made it really special. I, when I think back to those eighties and stuff like that, that's what made it special for me. I,
3: I think you're right, and it, it was a similar thing when England would come over, you had and yeah. these players. And, and the thing always, because you watched the local competition, the New South Wales Rugby League, watched you all cheered on South, of course, and you know you saw you, you didn't know all these players, so you found it hard when we started getting beat. Who are these blokes that are yeah. better than than our players? It was yeah. a real shock to me as a kid. Yeah. But uh, shouldn't have been knowing L.O. these days. But anyway, <laughs> go on, <laughs> yeah. But the, the other thing that he did bring
2: out was like, um, I was watching uh, NRL 360 last night and Ray Hadley was on talking mm. about how New South Wales are favourites at the start of every series and every game. And, it, you know, they looked at the team again last night and they went through the back line, which is magnificent. The mm. back line is magnificent. Um, you know, it's a really good side, mm. but what I don't know what it is, but Queensland seem to have that that little bit of passion, you know. Mm. Well, I mean, we have the passion, and yeah. it's great, but they just they're never beaten, are they? They're never beaten, Queensland. Uh, you know and, what I? I reckon that's, it's
1: a chip on the shoulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always that thing where they feel downtrodden, and they're the little brother, and New South Wales have always looked down upon them, and that's why they can always claim the underdog status. It's just a chip on their shoulder that doesn't allow them to ever be beaten.
2: Johnny Lang spoke to me about it when yeah. he was here, when he was coaching. And um, I think he hit the nail on the head. Mm. As a kid, he'd grown up watching the Queensland, New South Wales clashes. And it was always just the players playing the local league up at Queensland. Mm. But New South Wales, like John Lang played for New South Wales. Yeah. Right? Um, but he came down and got picked out of the out of the New South Wales Rugby League then. So he was a Queenslander playing in the New South Wales team. Yeah. So he said as kids we'd come back and we we'd be getting beaten all the time and you know, we hated it and now we you know, they saw it as a way of well, we can stand up and, yeah. and back who where we've come from. Yeah. And that, that's and that's I think the passion they still have. And yeah. that's that's uh, it's a great thing for the contest.
3: Yeah. You know, um, yeah, of course, it's called state of origin, so it's where your origins from now. But back in the day, as you said, the Queenslanders coming down playing in the New South Wales comp, they got picked for New South Wales, and so it's Queenslanders effectively beating the Queensland side in mm. mm. a lot of cases, and that built that resentment, and that's why they built so strong. But you know what? It's not too dissimilar to um, our passion when we play the Roosters. Yeah, you know, a lot we're and all manly. You know, yeah. we've had a lot of our players poached mm. and playing for those clubs, be, being offered bigger money, and coming back and beating us. And it's sort of why we build up that so resentment's probably too strong a word but it's why we build up yeah. that passion that we've got every time we play the Roosters too strong yeah maybe it's too weak a word <laughs> yeah, <I> <laughs>
4: we
2: call a new princess
3: now. <laughs> <Touché>. <laughs> <laughs> anyway sorry, hello. you other origin players
2: yeah um, well the, the other one New South Wales was Steve Mortimer, oh yes, he had um, you know you could see it meant so much to him mm. and you know i just came, just off the top of my head, I think um he might have won a series back from queensland and yep. I, I remember remember the creek around in a quagmire, and there he was eighty five yeah being first che- yeah, yeah, yeah yeah, being you know chaired off on the shoulders with the trophy, and mm. you know actually tears crying yeah but but what he did, he helped um you know, he helped the New South Welshman realize he bought the passion to New South Wales at Wally. Wally and that aboard to Queensland. Mm, yep. Is that Arnie, Wayne? Is, Is that Wayne calling? You? <laughs> yeah, I know. he's heard us talking <laughs> I about it. Turn that bloody thing off. <laughs> 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 it's Billy Moore, Queensland. Yeah. <laughs> you keep talking, and I'll, I'll keep slide talking. Yeah, you. yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you just block Shannon's more? You need to. <laughs> <laughs> no, so he bought that passion, Steve Mortimer, and um, just going back to Steve Mortimer, uh, he he. My debut in Sydney in in the news, New you see, Wales rugby league was against Canterbury at uh, at Belmore, and you know I was only I think I was nineteen or what I can't remember how old I was, but. I'd never heard a bloke talk so much on the field in my whole life, and I thought, "He's me on the opposition side as a young kid." Yeah, we were talking as you know, but this bloke never shut up. He was Mm. bagging us. He was bagging his own mates. He was talking about (laughs) plays and everything. But I just thought, well, you know, and that's that. He, you know, that transcended into his how he played for New South Wales, and the whole world knew that he was a New South Welshman. Mm. There was no, there was no question on who, you know, his passion or anything like that. And that was the same as Wally. I think that, that's what makes players, you yeah, know, the origin players that they are, the, the great origin players. Another one I go back to for New South Wales, Ben Elias. You know, yeah, yes. in that era is in my era, just after Turvey. He probably played a little bit with Turvey to start, but um, you know, you, you remember going back to the the cuthead and his mum on the yeah, side yes. of it and her cuddling. So it wasn't just Benny, it was a whole family thing that it, and once it goes through the family and then it spreads to the fans and it spreads and the, you know, the players we're talking about here are the people that made Origin. Yes. yes very they, are, true. they are the people that made origin. You're right. And that's why they were made for it. Because they had the theatre, yeah. they had the passion, yes. and above all, they had the ability to yeah, be able to carry right. it out. You know, and when they said something, they could follow it up. Yeah. And of course, yeah, another one, the last one, Queenslander, the great Gordon Tallis. Yeah, you know he he just, you know what you see with what you what you see with Gordy is exactly what you get. Yeah, mm. and uh, yeah, we we're lucky to have him down here on our yep. staff and the Rabbitohs. He got behind it. Yeah, fantastic bloke infectious personality. Yep. Um, and I think all of these guys we're talking about have that personality. Yep. Yep. And they're never doubted by the people within their organisation. Yeah. Yep. They know they know where they're heading. They know where they want to take it. Yeah. And every one of them had people that were following. Yeah. Yep. That's why they were so good.
1: Yeah, I had Gordy on my list too. and <laughs> One of the, the key themes amongst the players I had, maybe not so much Wally but the other blokes, which I'll go through later, was they're all stark raving mad. Yes, you know they all had those rolling poker machine eyes when they crossed crossed <laughs> yeah. the line on the field. Remember know, that time he
3: Gordy uh, dragged
1: uh, Hodgson, Brett he, Hodgson. Yeah.
2: He dragged him forty five meters. He would a, he
1: would have thrown him forty five <laughs> rows back if he could. Well, have. he threw him over the fence, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. he? The time he called Bill Harrigan a cheat and got yes. sent off in up in Queensland, and yeah. it was just uh, he. He uh, wasn't. You alive. talk about the <laughs> theatre. You talk about the the Origin theatre. He was the Origin theatre and. Yeah, he, uh, he's got some stories, Gordy. Matty Johns always tells a joke that Gordy's got a lot of stories, but he doesn't understand how to build a story. He doesn't understand there's a beginning, a middle, and an end.
4: <laughs> i <I'm> got <gonna, laughs> Talking
1: about Gordy getting sent off for calling Bill
2: Harrigan a cheat. Yeah, That was when the microphones were out there. If they had microphones back in our day, Tugger would have got life for what he said <laughs> to Bill Harrigan. <laughs> Yes,
3: indeed. (laughs) Oh, very good. You mentioned the Theatre of Origin. He's not a player, but I just want to give him an honourable mention. He's the great Daryl Eastlake. Oh, yeah. You you talk about the creating Origin and the Theatre of Origin. Him being involved in those early broadcasts in the early 80s, that absolutely made Origin, I yep. reckon. He, yeah, everything good. was huge and yep. it was just, you know, everything was just so over the top with Darrell yeah. and, he, and he really built build up the hype of Origin and helped uh, lay the foundation for what it is today. And yeah. you
2: knew exactly who he supported.
1: Yes. Yeah.
3: <laughs> 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 it's a great man.
1: Very good. Shannon, over to you.
3: All right. I've uh, picked... Exclusively South players, Rabbitohs, uh, Origin players, but I think all of them were quintessential Origin players for for different reasons. And my first one is, and you might find this a bit funny um, when I when we speak about Origin, Craig Wing, and the reason why every Origin side picks a player. For their versatility. Yep. You know, someone who can come on and do a job at a hooker or half or 5'8 or fullback. Like, mm. there's not many players that can play fullback or can mm. play hooker. Yeah. You know, and everywhere just about in between. So, I think Craig Wing was uh, a great... It was also, as well as being uh, versatile and very skillful, he was also tough, Craig. Like, because mm. he was good-looking, I, I sort of get the same sort of treatment because of I'm good-looking <laughs> as well. Yeah,
2: Because
3: <laughs> he... I I can, he know. was a
2: game changer though, Shannon.
3: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but because he was good looking, um, you know, people doubted his toughness. They shouldn't have. He was very oh. tough, very resilient, physical, really rugged and, and a heart as big as far like Craig Wing as well as being skillful.
2: Yeah, and I say that not joking about a game changer. He could come on and turn a game. Yeah, yes. Because of the, I think, I remember, it might have been an origin, I went to the uh, game up at, Suncom, I'm sure he played, and he came on with about 20 minutes to go, to go in the game. Joey and him just teamed up and just tore them apart straight up the middle. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, yeah, he he had that ability to turn it. He was a fit bloke, too. Yeah, that's right. We might have to
1: say we can get wingy on the show one week. It'd be be great to talk to him about what it was like back in 99 and having that the difficult decision on what to do when it looked like we are going to be kicked out and then coming back later on and all that sort of stuff I think it'd be great to have a chat to him about it I'm sure he'd come on yeah Yeah, he would would. absolutely
3: he still loves the club still does a lot for the club but he and I just prove you can be good looking and tough as well you've tried that joke twice now. I'm not giving (laughs) up on it where's he going to fit that (laughs)
1: We'll have to zoom him in. Well, you should listen to the opener of last week's show, Ella. <laughs> Shannon said, well, yeah, obviously, Mark Ellison's not here. We're 120 kilos lighter on the panel today. <laughs> and that was being kind. Well, that's
4: Jeez, <laughs> your...
1: hey, oh, it's been nice to be one of my.
4: <laughs> uh, my next
3: Origin player, as I said, they're all uh, And when you think Origin, you think toughness. And when you think toughness, you think Les Davidson. Yeah. You know, he was built for origin. He just hit like an axe. Origin's just full of that rugged defence and smashing blokes. Uh, And it's about intimidation, intimidating the other pack. And that was certainly Les. He was um, brutal in defence, but he was also run hard. He was brutal in attack and all knees and elbows. And uh, so Les is definitely uh, built for origin. Uh, The third one is the other end of the continuum, Uh, although he's relatively tough, this guy, but more known for his um, freaky skill and natural ability uh, and very passionate origin player is Julian O'Neill. Oh, yeah. Jules was a freak, an absolute freak athlete, just natural ability and... The more pressure there was in games, the better he played. He was one of those guys who just thrived on pressure. He'd have a couple of durries at halftime, calm his nerves, and go out and slay you again in the second half. He was a absolutely amazing player. I feel uh, honoured and blessed to have played with Jules and, and to, to know him as a mate. And you know, He's got a young bloke who's coming through uh, the junior system doing really well as well. Um, but Julian O'Neill, definitely your quintessential origin player. And the last one, I think every Rabbitohs fan knows this one as a current origin player, current Rabbitoh, and always plays his best around origin time, and that's Dane Gagai. Yeah. Always, always grows an extra foot taller. Um, he just always lifts. He's he's fast, he's agile. He can, you know, he can turn a half opportunity in a try and, in no time at all, and um, you need blokes like that because it's, they're tight games, Origins, and they give very few chances. So when you get them, you need to capitalise, and that's what Dane's really good at. So uh, he's a fantastic Origin player, and all of my Origin players, who were Craig Ring, Les Davidson, Julian O'Neill, and Dane Gagai, are all proud Rabbitohs.
1: Yeah, very good. Well, i got another one on your Rabbitohs theme, and unfortunately, he never had the opportunity to play Origin, but a bloke that was absolutely made to play it was Sam Burgess. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Tim, wouldn't it have been great to have seen Sammy?
3: I thought I thought England was just North Queensland. Yeah.
1: <laughs> According to the song, yeah. where is oh. Dewsbury? That's in Queensland.
4: <laughs> well, the weather's the same, isn't it?
1: Yeah. <laughs> it would have just been magical to see Sammy play. He would have been similar to Gordy. Yes. I reckon when he got out there, and he wouldn't have needed that passion for either state. He just loved to play footy, savvy, yes. and and cause all sorts of havoc. So I, he's one that I would have added to my list. So just quickly finishing off my list, I talked about Stark raving mad, you went all rabbitos, and all of my blokes wanted to be rabbitos. So <laughs> the first one was Wally Lewis. My second one, rolling off the back of Wally, was Mark Geyer. Now, he didn't get many opportunities to play origin, but... Those images of him face-to-face with Wally, with the referee, David Manson, between them trying to separate them, they're the enduring images for me as a kid watching Origin and seeing that passion spill over. And Yes. Yeah, I reckon MG was made uh, for Origin, even though he didn't get too many shots at, at playing it. Um, I also had Gordian, my last one, and he didn't get a lot of shots at playing it either. I only played the two Origins, but it was Mario Fennec. Muzz was just—he was all passion, wasn't he? Ella, you had the yeah. opportunity to play with him, and he was—he was all passion. He had the nickname Test Match, I think, because of the way he trained. It was like playing a Test match every week. And I just think back—you mentioned Benny Elias before, but wouldn't it have been good if Benny was born in Brisbane? I oh, yes. just saw <laughs> Benny and Mario going at each other yeah. for 10 years in origin yeah. as well as for Balmain and South. It would have, that would have oh, been magical, yeah. I reckon. <laughs> would have been magical. So, uh, yeah, my four were Wally Lewis, Mark Geyer, Gordon Tallis and, and Mario Fenwick. And who knows who's going to stand up tonight? Indeed. There's a few new new faces in uh, in both teams and... We saw the great Rabideau, Joy Arrow last year before he was a rabbito giving it to the rooster on the ground when he was in La La Land. <laughs> yes. And South fans loved him even more for it before he got here. Yeah. Well, he knew he was coming here at the <laughs> time too. <laughs> <laughs> well, you
4: know,
3: he's just saying tonight, you don't know who's going to stand up tonight. That's always some freakish act of play. But that's one of the great, it is the great thing of sport. A, a family friend of mine was asking me, you know, about my passion for for rugby league and the Rabbitohs, And she said, I just, you know, try and understand what it is. And I said, well, she loves the arts. And I said, it's just like theatre. Mm. It has all the drama of theatre, but it's unscripted. That's it. You don't know what's going to happen. It yep. has triumph, tragedy, and all. that's the great thing. And no more is that more evident than yeah. in, in origin.
1: Yeah. yeah. I was hey, talking yeah. to uh, my daughter this morning. She's she's five, and she was in a real quandary this morning about which team she wanted to win because I told her that there were going to be three Rabideaus playing in the blue team and three Rabideaus playing in the... Maroon team, and so she'd been thinking about. She said, "I don't know who I want to win, Dad." And then she said, "Is Luttrell playing?" And I said, "Yeah, he plays for the blue team." She says, "I think I want the blue team." Oh, thank goodness! <laughs> thank goodness, Jess. I thought I was going
3: to have to report you to Family and Community Services for <laughs> child abuse.
4: Then <laughs> oh, that's uh, very good.
2: Origin is just for players that handle the big moments. Yeah, it is, isn't that's it? That's what it is. And there's there's so many big moments in in the games and. Yeah, it's just every, one, every game you watch, even even the past where it's a dead rubber, yep. you're still there watching yeah. it. And, you know, there's still, it's, the standard's just incredible. Yeah. Can't wait for tonight.
4: Bring I'm, it on. I've bring got, it on.
1: I've got to say, I wasn't too pumped for it before about 20 minutes ago. Now <laughs> I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I'm
1: glad we'd be talking about it. Right, We'll be back after this break. Talk about it every week, the official Rabbitoh's merchandise store, but it is relocated. It's now up here at uh, level four of the juniors at Kingsford on Anzac Parade. So make sure you head up to the Rabbitohs offices. You just come into the juniors at Kingsford, go straight up the lift to level four, and it's right there as you walk into the offices, right in the the front entrance there. Make sure you can check out all of the gear, whether you're looking for a jersey or a polo shirt, a flag, a hat, anything you like, they have got it in there. And if you can't make it into into the juniors at Kingsford, jump online at shop.rabbitohs.com. And Shannon, we go to you every week about the the new gear in the store, and the the shop's looking great out the front there.
3: Looks fantastic, and you can come up here, get your merchandise, level four. Uh, Also, if you've got any queries around your membership, you can come up here and get it sorted, Uh, ticketing as well. So it's a one-stop shop for all Rabbitohs fans, particularly our members, and uh, an exclusive straight off the press, Jez, uh, on Monday we'll have our Stormtex in and oh, ready for sale. The big Storm Tech the, jackets. The Storm Techs, they're always very popular, particularly this time of year with the oh. with the cold and uh, a very, very special edition uh, Storm Tech this year. Uh, good. Are you modelling them? <laughs> no, I'm modelling the tent covers, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> the Rabbitohs tent covers. But No, um, no, the Storm Techs this year are uh, personally designed by Russell uh a global edition Storm Tech, shall I say? It'll make sense once people see them. So uh, have a look online uh, and you'll be able to pick them up in store from Monday, the 13th of June.
1: Fantastic. You mentioned being able to come up and buy your merch or sort your membership. Are you also available as a former international captain to go and sign some autographs or?
3: Yeah, I've got a bit of work to do, but I can. I'm sure I can free up a bit of time here or there, as a, as I do when I walk the streets, so. signing <laughs> pizza boxes or pasta
2: bowls. They are great. I mean, What, pizza know, boxes, just, no, no, they're,
1: they're pasta bowls. <laughs> they're good Talking
2: too. Talking storm <laughs> tech, storm oh, tech yeah, storm jackets. Tech, yeah. Uh, yeah, they are. No, they the fashion of them is really good too. But they keep you warm. That's the biggest thing about them.
3: They do. They're really, really warm and um, dry. Yeah, and, and they last really really well too. They're, they're fantastic additions. We've got a very limited they number. They stretch? Yeah. <laughs> Yours is forced to, Willow. He <laughs> looks like a bird sausage, you know, Ella.
4: <laughs> but, uh Seriously,
3: uh, they're great. We've got a limited edition this year. You want to look like the players get in early from 13th of June for your Storm text.
1: Very good. So uh, make sure you jump up to level four of the juniors at Kingsford on Anzac Parade or jump online at shop.rabbitos.com.au. this Saturday night we take on the Newcastle Knights out at Stadium Australia and it is our Junior Appreciation Round. There's going to be a thousand kids, more than a thousand kids doing a march past around the ground on the field where their heroes are about to play. What a buzz it'll be for those guys and it's one of the benefits of playing Junior Rugby League in in our district. So we thought our next top four topic would be the top four juniors that you saw coming through the ranks and uh, we might start with you on on this one Shannon.
3: Okay. Well the four juniors I've picked are playing the same junior league side. Right. So think about how strong this junior league side because three of them out of the same junior league team playing for Zetland, um, coached by the great Tony Killer who nice trivia point, was the first great coach's uh brother in law. Um, right. Frank Curry's brother in law at the at the time. Well they're still brother in laws. Um, killer good good bloke I played with his sons, uh, Daniel and Matt Kilso. He coached this side that had these three guys, three of these four guys, played New South Wales and for Australia, and they played in the same junior league side. So wow. What a strong side it was! So, uh, the first person in that side, um, also a great Origin player, but certainly great junior, uh, tough player is Terry Hill. Yep, Terry Hill, fantastic player. I know you're a huge fan, Jez, of yep. Terry Hill as a as a player and a person, and um, Terry was a. You know, strong, robust uh, centre, a competitor um, in everything that he did. He was intimidating. There's not too many centres you say intimidating, but that, that Terry Hill's in that, that Zetland side. Uh, fantastic team. Another one is a guy I've mentioned before, uh, lived a couple of houses down from me in Wollonglu, is Jim Dimmick. You know, um, you talk about transforming. Well, you're
1: going to say Jim Morgan. I know. Well, Jim lived on the other side. Oh, actually, geez, he had a long career in the juniors. If he played with <laughs> Terry Hill. <laughs> no, Jim lived on the other side. Actually, I was fortunate.
3: I was surrounded by Rabado's royalty. I guess uh, Jim. Jim is a Maitland junior. He's not from um, Sydney, but came came through the grades, the senior grades here at Rabbitohs, of course. But no, Jim Dimmick was in that same Zetland side, and he revolutionised lock. You know, he he was that sort of ball playing lock rather than just hit the ball up. Um, a very skillful player, as well as big and robust because of his you know Tongan and Polynesian heritage. But Jimmy could play lock. He could play five eight second row, and he did play all of those positions regularly and sometimes um, hooker and Jimmy went on to play for New South Wales and Australia as well so um, the third one in this side and this might be a bit of bias but is my brother Nathan Donato he he actually got picked in the New South Wales school um Catholic College's team out of St Mary's Cathedral with, with with Jimmy, he broke his ankle and he was never the same player after it. He, he had that was cruel of you a, to do that. To oh, me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tripped over on my way to dinner one night. I <laughs> my brother and that was the end of his career, unfortunately. <laughs> now he says when I walk over him, when he comes over and watching the footy, and I walk in front of the TV, he misses the whole second half.
4: <laughs> but uh,
3: yeah, Nathan, you know he, my brother, was very agile. Uh, he was a halfback and he was. Um, very skillful. He was clever and strategic. The way he played, he could goal kick even at thirteen and fourteen in the junior league for that Zetland side. He'd regularly get them from both sidelines. He was a very, very good goal kicker. So basically, he was everything I wasn't. Uh, skillful. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we player. know.
1: <laughs> well, though, it wasn't the broken ankle that ruined his career. It was the service from his dummy heart Yeah, he <laughs> was
2: everything I wasn't. He was a nice bloke. Yeah. <laughs> He is. He is.
3: And he'll be chilled about getting this mentioned in the podcast just quietly, too. <laughs> so, Nathan, you owe me a carton of beer. Oh, yeah. I thought you must owe him a bit of cash, <laughs> hey? A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. <laughs> but Nathan was in that same Zetland side. It was a very, very strong side. And then uh, the fourth one, I've mentioned him because he's one of my favourite. He's Jim Sadaris. Mm. He was in that same side. He went from playing this Zetland side. Started the year in the settling team, finished in first grade in the same same year, and he wow. got he got rookie. I think he got Rookie of the Year. Did he get? rookie Yeah, he of did. The year? He did yeah. the yeah. Delhi Rookie of the Year. He, he, he got Rookie of the Year. Like George year.
2: George was Coach of the Year that year. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. And you know Tony Kelso. like yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he was coaching all of these kids. So he must have been some kind of coach because they've all gone on and um, you know played first grade, New South Wales, and Australia. I don't. Know, and <coughs> this is how strong South Juniors is. So there's three. Three of those guys are international's or origin player. I don't even know if they won the comp. Yeah, right. It was a really close you know, the Rovers had blokes like uh Daryl Chindle, mm-hmm. I think, um Peter Trevor might have played in that side when went on played first yeah. grade. It was just such a. it's such a strong junior league. But so anyway, to surmise, my four juniors are Terry Hill, Tim Dimmick, Nathan Donato,
2: and Jim Staris.
1: Very good. Very good. I like it. Over yeah. to you, Ella.
2: I just had a look at, across the eras of the Rabbitohs. I mean, I was on the back end of, you know, the 70s. I didn't see them come through as juniors, but I couldn't go past talking about Ron Coote and Bob McCarthy. Yeah. Um, You know, Ronnie came up playing for Kensington and lived around the area, Um, came on and came through the junior systems, the SG Balls Presidents mm. Cup, as it was back those days. Went on, well, I think, four premierships mm. for, for the Rabbitohs. Yeah, he did. Bobby was the same They came came through virtually mm. together Bobby played for Chelsea I know mm. that I've spoken to Bobby about that
1: Played I've, soccer as well What a freak Did he? Well he must have <laughs> If he played for
4: Chelsea <laughs> <laughs> Sorry I missed that one I, I told you Jess Where's my,
1: Hang on hang on Here we go There we go <laughs>
4: Speak slowly for Mark,
1: please, Jeremy.
4: Oh,
2: you just threw me
4: there. <laughs> Sorry, I
2: never are. see. I've never seen him kick a ball. Bob. <laughs> <laughs> How did he got to play soccer? Uh, <laughs> he might have kicked a few heads in his time. <laughs>
4: I'm sure, no, nah, but they,
2: they were just, you know. You you go to the juniors today and you see their photos up on the wall. There, there's a couple of others there. There's Eric Sims and and uh, Ray Branning and that in the photos. Together. That's a great photo. Paul and one. Paul Sate. Yes. Uh, yeah. You have got to mention those guys when you talk about great juniors. Yeah. Because that that was that was one of the areas eras that I saw the sort of back end of that mm. I really knew what was going on. But that was mm. the era that set up mm. South Sydney's. Prominence, I think, as winning that many premiers and showed how strong our juniors were. Yeah, five
3: grand finals in a row between '67 yeah. and '71, one, one, four of them. And you yeah. sp- speak about people having dives. Well, the only reason we didn't win the '69, the re- only reason we didn't win the five in a row, is because the Tigers just yeah. took dives all games. Yeah, that's so right. Just goes to show what a what a blighter is. Hello, can I ask? Um, did Bobby and Ron Coote captain Australia?
2: Yes. Yeah. Uh, I know Ron did Did Bob yeah, just, Bobby Yes yeah? We did too as yeah, well yeah, That's yeah. amazing Two yeah. Australian captains Coming yeah. out of the Same junior league Yeah yeah At the at In the same time. era Yeah, yeah. yeah It's an
3: yeah. f- amazing result Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: I, just, I just had to bring that up Because I, I mean I I didn't see them Come through as juniors But you know You, you know their passion For the play yep. So they both left To go to other clubs At the end of their career For different reasons Yep uh, But you know, they still have – I know they have a massive passion for, for the Rabbitohs. Yeah. You know, and they've been great stalwarts
1: for CSC It's great when we see them come down for a oh, captain's yeah. run or something like that. It, You can see the boys too if they spot them. The intensity goes up a yeah. little bit. And every one of our players will go over and say hello to them at the end of the training session. That's just how much they are revered at this club. And
4: oh, I remember – Never
1: forget.
2: Well, Ron, Ron gave me my – Back back in the day in, in 84, we we used to have a, a day called International Day, and that was where all the past internationals of the rabbis, we had plenty of them then, you know, and uh, you'd have, it was like a sponsor's day, and there'd be one at each table with a player, and then they'd bring the, the first grade team up, and you get presented your jersey, and, and Ron gave me my jersey, and obviously I'll never forget that, you know, and um but you know coming from one junior and a bloke I, yeah I'd have loved to reach half the heights that, that Ron did as a player but yeah. you know just he's a great man and uh, he's been a fantastic ambassador as a, as as Bobby for, yeah. for rugby league um now I moved forward on then to coming through and playing with a bloke who um you know was a remarkable junior and I I played with him uh for Mascot uh Ian Roberts. Yes. Uh, he was he was the most prolific trainer I've ever seen in my time mm. and just uh hard no nonsense yeah. player. Uh didn't carry on with any rubbish outside and just, just play the game hard mm. and people respect him and you know, people didn't want to run at him and they didn't want to tackle him. No.
1: Uh and that that was there was one that bloke that did respect him once, did disrespect yeah, him yeah. once and he ended up losing his Jimmy. front teeth. Yes. <laughs> Jimmy Jack. <laughs> and then the story goes that Jimmy's so tight he went looking for his teeth and put them in his sock. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and, and, you know, go, go back to 89, Ian Roberts was an
2: integral part of our team and he played the first half of our major semi after having a groin, needled up with, the, with a mm. groin injury. I think had he been fit that year, it would have been a lot harder to beat. He was a, he was a massive part yeah. of our team. Um then I will move on. The next one is, is you know I had a little bit to do with Sato coaching John Sutton. Mm. I mean he he didn't re- he reached the international or the New South Wales heights, but um, you know that didn't seem to worry him in his career. Mm. He just he just wanted to play for CS. He did. He wanted to play for CS. Um, you know, and, and we we talk about the Ronnie Coots, Bob McCarthys, and Ian Roberts, and you know the next person I talk about, you know they've reached greater heights in representative football, but. The passion that John has showed for this club uh, since he came through as a junior and staying here, I've been, you know, involved in, you know, quite a few of the negotiations, particularly nearer the end of his career when he took a lot less money, was prepared to go year by year at the yep. end of his career because he didn't want to go anywhere else. Yep. You know, and it's even now, like, he's um he, he loves his coaching. He was assistant coach to the SG ball team this year. He's always at the NRL, NRL training, helped me out with the coaching there. Mm. Um, and he's evolving in that area now. Yeah. And for him to do that, because, you know, if you don't know Saddam, Saddam's a very quiet, shy guy. He is. You know, and he's he's really evolving. Even the playmakers, you know, we, we do that section yeah. each week. And he's, he's really...
1: He's really come of
2: age there, Till He's gaining confidence.
1: He tells it? me he enjoys it now. Oh, we, he we, used to run a mile when he saw me <laughs> coming. Yeah, when, yeah, yeah, when yeah, when yeah, like t- the <laughs>
2: girls. <Yeah.
1: laughs> when we had TV cameras at training, no, Jeremy. No, he's the only person in the world apart from my mother that calls me Jeremy. No, <laughs> well, Jeremy. No, Jeremy. What What we do,
2: We how we come up with the ideas for that, normally Sunny will send a text out to Sato and
1: I that, yeah. you
2: know, the day before or, or a couple of days before. And I used to always just reply and say, we'll do this, do that. And oh, probably a couple of ep- you know, episodes in this year, I said, Sato, what are you? And Sato's taken over that part of it yeah. too. So, he, you know, he thinks about it. And, uh, it's, no, it's been really good. But just his passion and his ability. He's, you know, out of all the players I've coached and played with, his knowledge of the game yeah. is second to none. He, he's, he knows football as well. Bet sorry, better than anyone yeah. I've ever played with. I mean I'm not saying coaches and that but anyone I've ever played with or coached. Yeah.
1: He's uh he's our blue shirt on game day yeah. as well and I every now and then I just wish Cody had skip across field to the left <laughs> and just turn the ball back inside to just to, to see the magician
4: <laughs> again. Oh he yeah. loves it. He loves it on
1: the <laughs> but you know
2: yeah, to his credit he's he's good, he just gets out there, yeah. You know, we don't have a lot of messages that are sent out from above, and, and you know with Wayne as well. Wayne knows how how much Sato knows the game. Sometimes one will say, just send Sato in. He knows what's going. On. Yeah. Have a chat with him. Keep him focused. Yep.
1: You know, and that's what a great rap from a man of his status. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, Sutto. yeah. Amazing.
2: Oh, yeah. uh, and it, it's true. Well, yeah, Sato, he's gone out, said something. Wayne, said Well, mate, he's got the, he's getting the messages right. Yeah, you know, get another message to him. Yeah, so I, that, that doesn't happen very often because that's not our Wayne coaches. Yeah, you know? the coaching's all done during the week with JD and Benny Hornby and that. Yep. Yes. So, um, you know, there's just a few little tweaks now and again that that Sado can bring, and uh, that just comes from his vast knowledge and also he, his love of the place. Yeah. You know, just there's no having to force him to do anything. He's just he's just here yeah, because he's a competitor and he wants to win for the Rabbitohs, and that's that's been. Uh, the the shining light of him in his career mm. and his passion for the place so um, you know and the last one for me I know I've mentioned a few more at the start <laughs> that's okay I, we had to go through the year as I thought that f- f- of my involvement that's how I, I thought about it um, I watched this kid play since he was four and a half I know um, who you're gonna yeah, say he played he played um, <laughs> he played with my son Josh and he was Josh, I think, was five and a half or six. It was the under-sixes at the time, a, a mascot. It was Ken Murray. Yeah. He, he used to come off the bench, and he was – I think I've spoken a bit. He was the smiling assassin in the team. You'd say hello to him, he'd just smile at you. You know, everything – you know, he didn't say much, but he, he'd just smile He'd go on and play as a four-and-a-half-year-old. It's the best tackling technique I've ever seen of a kid that age. Mm. You know, and and you watch him today – for his size and his stature, his his defensive prowess is amazing. Yeah. Um. And what else he brings for the game too? His quick play the ball, his ability to pass. You know, his, his feet before the line, his passion for the rabbit hole. Yeah. Um. His leadership. Um. And watching him come through the juniors, even coming through the mats and SG ball. He was the he was the king of the SG ball. Yeah, everyone yeah. knew Cameron Murray played for Sears. Um Everyone knew that watched knew any under eighteen player in Australia, he was the king. Yep. And uh, you know, I'm just so grateful he's still here. We've extended him. You know, he be. A, I'm sure he'll be a future captain of the club. Yep. Uh, but he just, he just stands for and delivers everything South Sydney's about in my in my opinion. Yep. And uh, you know, you know, sometimes. Yeah, you don't want to embarrass players saying that but he just it is it's true and he um his preparation for a game uh and training and the way he lives his life is just all about South sydney mm. Yep, too uh, great too Sutto's I feel my like getting on my feet, <laughs>
3: getting a standing ovation. Like, I'm pumped. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I, pumped. I, I, I agree. Um Sato's my all-time favourite South Junior and all-time favourite South player. But Cameron Murray's a very close, very close second. Um, two fantastic ambassadors for our club,
2: and we've got a long way to go yet. Yeah, with Cameron, you know, like, I think he's 23 or 24. Yeah. you know, yeah. For, I, I forget how old. They are well. He captain because Newst- he's New- been here so long. Captain
1: know? the New South Wales twenties at eighteen years of age yeah, yeah. Yeah, under yeah. Brad Fittler, who's yeah. now his state of origin coach. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But well, we'll quickly go through my ones. I mentioned John Sutton as well. I think he won ten comps in a row with Kensington. Yeah, he, he did. Phenomenal. Well. <laughs> ten yeah. in a row in he, a strong junior league. Yeah, and so that mural at Kensington Oval really says it all for. Well, for I tell Sutter. you what,
2: says it all about the mural at Kensington Oval. Mm. It never gets defaced. Never. Never gets to face Does it
1: have anything to do With Sutto being Part of the bra
4: boys
1: (laughs) (laughs) No You're right It just shows the The respect that People have for Sutto And you know It's similar to Redfern Oval Yes Like there's a lot of White cement at Redfern Oval And there's very little Graffiti over the years It's It's been going now for what nearly 15 years since it's been redeveloped, and it's been really looked after. and I think that shows the respect that the community has for not only the Rabbitohs but also for what Redfern Oval means um, in itself as as hallowed turf there in the in the middle of Redfern. It was a great tribute
2: to John too, like from 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 us and from the kids yeah. and, and the community. As yeah, well. it was
1: yeah. magnificent. There was a great photo. Might have been last week or the week before, and it was. Um, of the Southeastern Seagulls. I think it was the under sixes, maybe. All standing in front of Sutto's mural. Oh, lovely. With John at one end because his son Ace yep. is in the team and Dane Gagai at the other end because his son Dante's in the team. And it was such a great photo. I thought those kids, yes. they must be looking at that wall and going, why is Ace's dad yeah. on the wall? And then having their mum and dad be able to explain it to them. Yep. And then... Oh, there's Dante's dad. Oh, yeah, he's playing in the game next Wednesday night for Queensland, you know. It must be mm. such a buzz buzz for those yeah. kids. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> so saw amazing. that, no, That was great. Yeah, very good. My next one on my list was Craig Wing. He was an absolute excitement machine when he was coming through. Everyone used to talk about Wingy and when he made his debut in those late 90s and he stepped around Peach and stepped around ET and half the Sharks team to score that famous try it really set him up um, for what was hoping to be a long career at the Rabbitohs similar to John Sutton and what we hope with Cameron Murray Um, and it was just unfortunate timing that the expulsion of the club happened when it did and he had to move away and he spent probably the bulk of his best years of his career at another club but um, he was one of the, the kings of the juniors too as you talk about Um, Cameron Murray he was one of the ones that everyone talked about another one that I've got on the list which is probably a lot of people wouldn't have thought of but Bo Champion I thought he was an absolute champion (laughs) sorry for the pun as he was as he was um, coming through and I I always joke with him that he'd always be at first grade training when he was a, a young bloke and I thought who's this skinny kid looking for autographs and next thing he'd throw on a training jersey and run out with them and like who's this kid and Champo would be doing those hard inside line runs and all that sort of stuff when he was only a teenager training with the first-grade team. And it's only that his body didn't hold up for him, that he didn't have a, a longer career. But in junior football, he he was very, very good. And I remember there was one game he was playing in our, um, our FLEG team and he was also, I think, the captain of Endeavour Sports High who were playing in the... Yeah. Commonwealth Bank Cup or whatever it was called at the time, GIO Cup, whatever it was, and there was one game we played a semi final against Penrith at Penrith Park. I remember it and very he, well. As I was coaching that day, and he, he played that game and then ran off the field, played five eighth for us, ran off the field, and five minutes later ran back on the field for Endeavour yeah. playing fullback. Are you kidding? Played two wow. full games Man, and wow. started in both games. What,
3: what what grade was he playing for us? Fleg. Fleg. Okay, wow, uh, that's amazing. He was yeah. under 20s, I think, then.
1: Yeah, like, I think it was, yeah, yeah 20s or 21s, 21s maybe, yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. But he was obviously still at school yeah, um, and played for Endeavour, stri- like literally straight after. He must have run in, changed his shirt, short and socks, and run back out yeah. and played another full game.
2: Another thing you'd have to you know, give a great rap to Champo for, that not many people know, mm. that, that when Greg English came to the club, oh, yeah. we uh, we had to lose a player to fit him in under the cap. Mm. and. Uh, and Richo went to him and spoke to him about it. And it's a hard thing being a South Junior, but you need, in that position, you need, you need a saleable item, as, you know, we often call it. Yeah. And, and Bo put his hand up, went to Melbourne, yep. um, didn't want to leave. Nah. Didn't want to leave, but went down. I mean, um, you know, he, he 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 would have still been at South, but obviously he understood for South, Greg Inglis coming there was a massive thing and that, uh, you know. A big, big clap of their hands for Bo on that. You know, uh, he, he, you know, not many people know that, but that's exactly what
1: happened. I, I was sitting in Richo's office that night as he was going through all the negotiations and he was on the phone to David Gallup saying, Greg Inglis is going to go to Essendon, mate. He's going to go to Essendon if you don't sort this out. He's trying to ring... Um, Ian Schubert who was a salary cap order at the time but he was too busy having Christmas beers at some pub on the south coast so we had to go to David Galt to try and get this stuff sorted out and I remember that phone call to Champa and we all know Richo was an emotional bloke at the best of times but both he and Champa were in tears on the phone and Richo just saying, thank you, Bo, thank you so much. You don't understand the sacrifice that you're making for this club. You're going to deliver us Premiership 21. He said, no, I promise I'll get you back one day. You're not finished with this club. And true to his word, Richo yeah. got him back a few years later and uh, it was great to have him come back. I remember making the call to Champo because he'd been away for about three years, maybe more. He went to Melbourne, he'd been at the Gold Coast. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I remember Richo coming and telling me we've re-signed Bo champion, give him a ring for some quotes. And I've I've still had Champo's number in my phone and I've I've rung. I'm thinking, I wonder if he's changed his number. And I've rung the number. And instead of saying hello, he's gone, I've still got Jeremy Monaghan in my phone. <laughs>
4: and I'm like, yes, he's home. Yeah. He's coming home.
1: What a champ. He's a, a champion yeah. by name, champion yeah. by he nature. Yes. There's a there's a few things that typify
3: champ there. One he's putting the club before himself. Yeah. He's a very passionate South Sydney man, very passionate community man too. Um, in my previous role as General Manager of South Cares, yep. he, when he was playing here, he was never said no to anything community-minded. Yep. And even since then, and since he uh, stopped working for the club, although he's done some work for South Cares, anything community-orientated, he's always the first to put his hand yep. up. I remember the council contacted me about a volunteer, it was Volunteers Day, National Volunteers Day, and they're having this big function um, for their volunteers in the Ramwick Um, LGA, and Chambo got up and just gave a fantastic speech about uh, the importance of volunteers and and the role they played in his life. Um, They had a tough Period when he was a young bloke, and the Smith family helped them, and he's he's never forgot um, where he's come from. Yeah. He's thankful for everything that the Rabbitohs have given him and the community have given him, and he's always willing to give back. Uh, he's a, he's a real character, champs. Yeah. I, I I really really like him. He's, yeah. a, he's, a, he's a great guy. Yeah,
1: great fella. So I couldn't leave him off my my list. And now similar to ULA, the last one on my list, I didn't see them coming through the ranks, but left an indelible mark on me as a young South Sydney fan, an absolute legend of the mascot club, and a it's Mark Ellison oh,
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thanks Jeff My favourite player As a kid Broke my heart Do you want me to talk A bit left. about myself <laughs> <laughs> Sorry Mavo <laughs> I was listening to the uh, to the boys on Rabbitohs radio last night. Geez, they gave Mavo some stick. They were doing their <laughs> they were doing their remembering a Rabbitohs segment on Blake Butcher, and somehow Mavo turned it into talking about himself. <laughs> <laughs> and Brownie, Brownie says, "Is this remembering a Rabbitoh with Steve Maven? <laughs> very funny. But uh, yeah, hello. You're a proud South Sydney junior, and a lot of people speak very highly of you coming through and played Australian schoolboys and. With uh, Jason Amos, I think. (laughs) (laughs) That's a story for another day. We won't be getting him in here, that's for sure. (laughs) I've got a couple of special mentions. I've broken the top four barrier. I don't want to put pressure on this bloke, but he looks like he's going to be something special. And you mentioned the young guys that we announced last week and Davey Mawali. I think he's going to be something special. And I think back over the years that we probably haven't had a great record in producing big front rowers at this club. We've had guys like the Eddie Pettiborns and these sorts of guys that have been very good forwards for our club and had good first-grade careers here and all around the world, but Davey Mowali looks like being one of those monster front rowers that's going to do something special over the years, I think, and you don't want to put any pressure on him. He's playing jersey flag at the moment and doing a great job of it, played SG ball, so he's playing up a couple of years at the moment. He's handling it very well, and I just think he's going to be a, a special kid, and... Um, it shows that it's important for our members and fans to get out to these games early on, on Saturday to watch these kids play. The the first game of the afternoons, the, the New South Wales Cup, with guys like Peter Mamazelis and Blake Taff named in that team, Lachlan Ilias named in that team. This is your chance to come and see these guys before they do inevitably get their chance to play. That'll be followed by the FLEG team which have been playing some very good football over recent weeks. Had a narrow loss last week, but they've been playing some great footy before that, so it's a good chance to come out and see that next generation of player, and it's good to see Elo nailing these young blokes down and
4: yeah, <laughs> keeping yeah, no, them at the club.
1: He's a good
2: player. There. There's another, another player there that's making his name big, a uh, special K, I call him, Keon. Oh, yeah. He came through with Cameron Murray, yes. Yes, through the mascot club, and came through the juniors, and he's, he's really becoming a, a very, very Accomplished NRL player at the he moment, is. so he's going well.
1: What a great experience for him over the last week and a half being part of that Origin camp.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's he's been fortunate at the timing of it with the, you know, a few of the other back rowers unavailable and things mm. like that doesn't matter. I mean, that's good for him to get in, in there, Big and, get, and get that exposure to yep. you know, the other players and see what, see what, it what takes they do to it, play at, at yeah, that level. See what they do at that level. Yeah, you know? so um, yeah, he's a great he's a great kid early yeah. on, and he's. Uh, been a good junior that's come through as well. Mm. I can I just you know what I'm like. I sometimes I ever think about. It. Yep. There's one we've forgotten not just on the football field, but it's the great George Piggins. Yeah, I mean what he did coming through. you know, playing for you know mascot and that coming through, and then playing for South Sydney in Australia, and then what he's done after. We talk about passion for South Sydney. Uh, what he's done after there, with we, we know what he's done. Um, Yep He he is one of the great Juniors
1: Absolutely In this club too Absolutely
3: Yeah it's not just about What you do on the field Yeah yeah You know he's done so much For this club off the field And a big part of the reason Why we're still here So absolutely um, Icon of the club Yeah
1: I've got one last special mention The international captain The Italian himself Shannon Donato. Oh, thank you, Jess. <laughs> I, I thought you were never going to give me a mention. No. I'll, I'll,
3: start, I'll start in sweat.
1: You talked about uh, international captains from South Sydney and McCarthy and Coote. How can we forget your stellar career with Italy? It was bellissimo. <laughs> <laughs> two
3: two great tests over there. Uh, uh, we're still
1: two... to determine whether they were tests.
3: Yeah, well, that's
2: true. <laughs> most, most teams had oranges at half time. They had pasta. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only reason I played. <laughs> <laughs> they had stuffed crust pizzas. Yeah.
3: <laughs> pizzas. I'm, I'm a very proud South Junior Jez. Played Harold Matz, SG Ball uh, Jersey Flag. Played every grade for the club and, and very proud to have done so.
1: Very good. Very good. That was a good uh, walk down memory lane. Now, the Rabbitohs are back again at Stadium Australia this weekend, which means there are corporate hospitality functions and game day experiences available. So whether you're there with a group of mates or you want to entertain some clients, there's options galore for you to take a look at. So jump on the phones um, and speak with James or Maddie in our corporate hospitality team or jump online at corporate.rabbitohs.com.au to have a look at all of the options there. And... Uh, Are there many options for this weekend's game, Shannon? I know that the last game against Parramatta, we were absolutely chockers in the corporate areas. Yeah, we are bursting at the
3: seams. All of the suites, all of the open-air corporate boxes just about... Uh, the two corporate lounges were at capacity. Mm. And this game's not quite at capacity, but it's really well uh, attended and frequented. Uh, we always have uh, some of the injured players come up and say hello and do a bit of Q&A. And we've got a couple of club legends um, doing the rounds in the in the corporate areas, mingling uh, this week. We've got the great Ziggy Niscott. Uh, Ziggy. Big new. Yes. Yes. Ziggy. Good. Ziggy's coming. And Lester Q. Biles. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, uh, Liz. So, uh, they're going to be mixing with our with our corporate family and our partners so they're the kind of experiences you get to enjoy at um, at Stadium Australia for our home games there the hospitality the service itself is great but just some really fun opportunities and I, I know there's some groups doing some dressing room um, tours pre-game as well.
1: Wow very good well I, I, as I said before I was listening to Rabbitohs radio and the uh, one of the club's historians Brad Ryder was a special guest on the show and he was talking about uh, the corporate hospitality functions at the games that he likes to attend with uh, his mate Michael Curran and he's uh, signed up another mate of his Norm now is going into the rooms and he said that you even offer the experience of a lift out and a lift back to the games. That's going above and beyond the call of duties for <laughs> but
3: that's a uh, that's, that's the kind of guy I am actually yeah I had the pleasure of uh, Norm and uh, Brad's company uh, at the last game and Brad is a club historian, he's always got some uh, interesting stories and and so does Norm and so do I. Sometimes some of my stories are true. Sometimes.
1: (laughs) Brad's story's more interesting on the way out or the way back? <laughs> yeah.
4: There's
1: no stories on the way back. I'll give you a tip. <laughs> Snoring? Yes, yeah, yes. Very yeah. good. But he's very good company. Very good. <laughs> very good. Jump on Au to check out all of those and to book your Shannon Donato Uber. Now, a trivia question last week in, uh, in honour of Anthony Maroon being in here. We spoke about his cousin Darren Maroon playing for the Rabbitohs and we wondered how many first-grade games that he had played for the Rabbitohs. We didn't worry about the other clubs, just the Rabbitohs, because he had three stints with us. He was with us between 86 and 92, then 94 and then 97. So over those uh, few years, how many games do you reckon Darren Maroon will have, uh, will have played with South Sydney in first grade?
3: I'll have an
1: educated guess and say 94. 94. Don't say 94, Ellis. I'll, <laughs> I'll say 83. 83. It was 58. Oh, is that all? But he played 171 grade games. Yeah, right. So talk about a bloke that really put in for the club. Like yeah. Plenty of games in uh, reserve grade and down in President's Cup or whatever the third grade was at the time. Yep. Um, there's a guy that really worked hard to get his first grade shot and, and managed to play 58 games for the Rabbitohs over that time out of 171 grade games. So a good, yeah. good effort there from, uh, from Darren Maroon. Now, our trivia question for this week being origin. Now, this is between 1980 and 2020, so not including tonight when we give the answer next week, but how many Rabbitohs have played while they were playing with the Rabbitohs have played state of origin for either New South Wales or Queensland while they were with South? That's your question. Ooh, your a good question.
3: But, but to go back, to, I know we've mentioned it before, but to have eight players in the squad, uh, in both squads tonight, that's a fantastic uh, achievement. And, again, far be it for me to give them a rap, but Elo's <laughs> in charge of recruitment. And, you know, for us to have eight origin players, it's a fair achievement in terms of the roster that we've got. Yeah. So, so we'll, we'll. But not done. just
1: that. So we've got eight players in the current squad. And you've got Cody Walker and Adam Reynolds that have also played yes. State of Origin. You've got Tom Burgess that plays for England. Yep. You've got um, Junior Tatola that plays for Tonga.
3: Yes. <laughs> it's a fair. Oh, jeez. We'll we'll give give <laughs> we've given him enough wraps today. All right. Let's not go you. hard on got a, the roster. We've up.
1: got a commercial manager that played for Italy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Thank Christ he doesn't come under the salary cap, LA. Goodness me, after buying the six bedroom garage in Coogee.
3: that we discussed last week. I can't fit in a cap, a t shirt, or anything. Don't worry about that. Six bedroom garage. Oh, very
1: good. Very good, Very good. How good. we got to get those. T-shirts made right, Very with, good With, with uh, top four podcast On one side And very good On the other <laughs> <Yes>. side <laughs> They will be very good <laughs> You won't oh, sell nice. many. <laughs> I hope they got plenty of X's on them for real. The yeah, they're only size 3XL and up. <laughs> look,
3: look like a Queensland can of beer. <laughs> Jeremy, I can put up with
1: him back. When you start. Oh, I'm not bagging I know you. I'm off tap. I'm bagging all you, three of us. You were laughing. <laughs> Very good, right? We'll go through that uh, trivia question next week. <laughs> Now, if you're looking for your next epic holiday or we've got the long weekend coming up um, this – is it this week? Yes, it is. Yeah, when you work in football, long weekends tend to disappear. Or if you're hello, every weekend's a
3: long weekend.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or if you're Shannon, they're all long
4: lunches. Yes.
3: (laughs) But I don't
1: eat themselves during That's (laughs) better, Jess. Good fight back there, mate. (laughs) So if you need to uh, take advantage of the long weekend or you want to get to the next game, we play uh, up in Brisbane very shortly and then we've got the game at uh, the Sunshine Coast as well coming up in about six weeks time. So plenty of opportunities to jump onto What If and book your accommodation, your flights, your car hire and anything else that you need. And because they're the official travel partner of the Rabbitohs, if you head to whatif.com slash Rabbitohs, use the promo code Rabbitohs15, you can save 15% on select hotels and I assume you've jumped on to whatif.com slash and booked everyone's flights and accommodation for the Sunshine Coast game as we get ready to head up there and do battle with the Warriors.
3: Indeed, we have. We've used What If to get our staff up there. It was seamless. Got the 15% discount. And we're all very much looking forward to the Sunshine Coast match. And I encourage everybody to to get there. It sold out previously. So this is your chance to get away from the cold weather in Sydney. Get up to the beautiful Sunshine Coast. Watch, watch the Rabideaus do their thing and... Uh, Save money while doing it by going through whatif.com.
1: Very good. And, LO, let's hope the results are the same as last time. Cody Walker, four tries. Pulling it out of the fire to beat the Warriors up there. Actually, let's hope we do it a little bit more comfortably this time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was we're a big bit drive. stressful we're that big game. We that were. Day. Yeah,
2: Cody had a massive he turn did. the game around.
1: He like had it. a blinder. So let's hope we can get another win up there. So make sure you jump onto whatif.com slash rabidos. Use that code rabbidos 15 What if it's Aussie for travel? Ello's joke of the week. You missed a pretty good one from Shannon last week, although I did have a heart attack about two-thirds of the way through it. <laughs> as, as, we, as we always yeah. as
3: we It was always the mention of the alcohol and the sex that got Jersey. I got sitting going a bit
2: weak at the news. It's okay, Jeremy. It's okay. Uh, it was very good. Over to you, Ella. I have to get up and move a little bit. all right in this joke so you know if you so it's a
1: visual joke it's a bit of a
2: visual one as well i'll try and get it across as well as i can you know
4: through the audio but if you're listening
1: to the podcast on your podcast app make sure you jump onto au and check out the video version as well we'll just have a look at the time it's at about one hour and nine minutes in you'll need to go through to the video and watch this visual joke from Ella. i'm gonna you know Slide what? That's a, a preamble
3: and a half. This want to be a very, very
4: good joke. No,
3: no pressure, <laughs> I've forgotten. It's up there
1: with, <laughs> it. up there with our live reads no, from well, last it, week. it
2: started. It started out of a tragedy, actually. I mean, oh, what dear. happened over in Ireland? There was this um, apartment block, and it was about fifteen stories high, and um, this inferno would rage through the bottom of it. It was going up story by story, you know. Um, and they were trying to evacuate the people, and they got got to the eighth floor. And still burn, they got most people out. But up on the ledge on the 10th floor of these apartment, there was this lady with an eight-month-old baby oh, standing no. on the ledge and not knowing what to do. Obviously, the lifts and the, the stairs are out inside. You can get out. The fire, the fire brigade was there. The ladder only went to the eighth floor so they can't get out. So what do they do when they got down? Down the bottom, what can they do? They get the big blanket out and they're holding it down the bottom And the ladies up there are saying, throw the baby first. She said, no, 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 no. No, she said, I'll jump with the baby. She said, no, 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 no. No, you've got to throw the baby first and we'll catch it down here. She said, I'm not throwing my baby out to anyone. She said, get the great O'Shaughnessy. Get the great O'Shaughnessy here. He hasn't (laughs) dropped a ball. He hasn't dropped a ball in 52 internationals for the Irish soccer team. The great O'Shaughnessy. He's the only person I'll throw it to, right? So... They're all going, this O'Shaughnessy is the goalkeeper for the, the national soccer team. They mm. said, how the hell is he going to catch it? She said, I will not throw the, unless O'Shaughnessy there, I will not throw this baby. So anyway, the fire's getting up halfway between the eighth and the ninth floor. some the fire brigade said, know, go and get O'Shaughnessy, for Christ's sake, we're not going to get anything out of this. So anyway, and the crowd's starting to gather down around watching what's going on. You know, the media's there anyway. They're, sent, they're sending messages, so someone get a O'Shaughnessy, oh he's training or something, so anyway, it's got up to the ninth floor, okay, she said, I'm not throwing my baby, I don't trust you down there, brother. I need O'Shaughnessy, I need O'Shaughnessy, the great goalkeeper, so anyway, that's it, happens, nine and a half stories up, out of this car comes, the great O'Shannessy wow. comes comes out straight from training in his kit, with his boots on. You know the great the great soccer goalkeeper of Ireland, and the crowd roared when O'Shanassy. You know, yeah, she said, and she was there. She was that excited. She nearly dropped the baby. You know? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, was, thank God you've got O'Shennessy. Now They said, look, you've got about thirty seconds till the till the. The fire's going to get to you. You've got to throw the baby first, right? So, so she says, all right, I'll throw it on oh, O'Shaughnessy. Anyway, she's thrown the baby, right? She's thrown the baby in the air. And just as it, the baby started to flow, come down, there's these winds blowing, there's a drought. And O'Shaughnessy's under the ball, under the baby like this, as if he's under the ball, right? And he's waiting for it to come down. Anyway, the last minute, a big gust of wind comes and the baby, O'Shaughnessy dies full length and catches the baby about 6 inches off the ground the crowd roars the crowd roars and he goes bounce bounce boom
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh my <No>. goodness <laughs> <laughs> that's excellent. Oh, that's
1: up there with Billy Blogs from oh, episode yeah. one.
4: That was very good.
1: Yeah. I thought Billy might have been uh, Hopping in to catch the baby. Uh, actually, goodness, <laughs> Hello. Are
3: you worry about my jokes,
1: bouncing <laughs> <laughs> the baby and drop kicking. Uh, oh, turn it right. Look, on. the only people he's offended are Irish goalkeepers. <laughs> <laughs> you take yeah, out you know everyone
4: I, else. I really, I
3: really am going to call Family and Community Services. <laughs> I didn't
1: offend O'Shaughnessy because he didn't <laughs> drop it. <No. laughs> oh, very good, L.A. Very good. Oh, oh Shannon Donato. you yeah. got seven days. Seven days to, top to it. Rumble, I'm ready to rumble, Jez. As he always says, bring it on. Bring it on. Very good, L.A., very good. <laughs> very good. thank you very much everyone for listening you can contact us with topic suggestions on twitter or jumping on to au slash podcast don't forget forget to give us a review and a five-star rating if you can subscribe on your podcast app and don't forget to tune into our other podcasts as we've mentioned uh, many times the Rabidose radio crew over there with chaps mayvale and brownie they're doing a great job and what about all the advertising they're taking out around town? They've got signs up everywhere oh. and stickers. You can't get... There's as many Rabbitohs Radio stickers on cards as there are. Rabbitoh stickers. I was driving past King's Cross the other day. The Coca-Cola sign was down and the <laughs> Rabbitohs Radio
3: sign was up there. I couldn't
2: believe it. They are absolutely everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. Well, uh, I saw the great <laughs> chaps. He was away holiday at the same venue I was. Was he? Yeah, last week, Yes. Yeah, Did you get a, a discount?
1: <laughs> Who was more well behaved, your chaps?
2: I think him. I saw a well. <laughs> I saw a
1: post on social media where he said beer o'clock was nine o'clock every day, nine well, a.m. Oh no, yeah. I
2: was better behaved than that. Right, nine thirty. No, no, no.
1: <laughs> you know what? I've se- I've seen L.O. No. I've seen, no. seen L.O. at the bar pool. You know the pools
3: where you drink in the bar. He's had eight scooters, never got out of the pool once. So, uh, needless to say, I don't swim in those
4: hotels. No, I was <say>.
0: You normally had
1: eight pies
2: by then, two shattered and we got out. <laughs> yeah. Mate, you're sure talking sure. about <laughs> y-
1: yellow fever, i tell you what. You at, at one end there's <laughs> speckles of beer in the water, at one end there's all pastry flakes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you forgot about the hair from my
4: shoulders <laughs> blocking
1: up. <laughs> the skimmer box in the pool's is working <laughs> oversight. <laughs> Uh, very good, uh, very good, and uh, yes, as we say, very good. Um, <laughs> we got the rabb- do we? <laughs> what's this? What's this? Very, we- very, very good. I wish we could egg- <laughs> edit that. <to> say, <laughs> the podcast is only the go for ten minutes. Uh, <laughs> what we- we we do what about we took all the very just-
3: good? As we always say, very good.
1: <laughs> what's
3: this wee business? Oh, there's only one of us. That says
1: very good. Oh uh, nice, excellent. I'm, now I'm trying to avoid saying it. <laughs> so the rabbit radio podcast. We've got all our midweek interviews that we do with the media, including Wayne's um, pre-game media, which is always good fun. And then we have the audio version of the Rabideaux's insider too. So you don't miss a thing when you subscribe to the Rabideaux's podcast network. Of course, it's all brought to you by Audio Technica and presented by What If. And thank you, gentlemen, for joining us. Welcome back, hello. It's been good fun. And we head into that game against the NICE, looking for another two points this week.
2: Yeah, it'll be... Um... A good test for us. I mean, coming back after, you know, six players in origin, obviously, mm. uh, that's a tough thing. Um, Newcastle, you know, were, were way below their best last week, so they I think they'll bounce back. Mm. Um, you know, but I'm I'm looking forward to a good performance still.
1: Yeah, a couple of blokes I'm looking forward to seeing this weekend, are Jack Johns, one of our former players from last year, and also hoping to catch up with Willie Peters. Speaking of great Rabiddoes Juniors, he's a he's a great man, Will, and uh, we still contact each other every now and then, but not this week. No. Nah. But um I'll trip him over up the tunnel or something at Stadium <laughs> Australia on Saturday. Yeah,
3: he's a great guy, Willie. In fact he's very good. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Righto, enough of this. Well, you're starting to turn oh, on you me now. Me for, you me for you're happy for our lives. You're starting to turn on me when I'm the man with the buttons. <laughs> I get, the, I get nice. to decide hey, when we're in. He's <laughs> very prickly. <Don't> worry about <laughs> it. I'm fired up for Origin now after all that Origin <laughs> chat. I wasn't ready for it before now, but excellent stuff. Righto, so thank you for joining us. How your day, B? You,
2: we'll start firing up for Origin about
1: midday, will you, today? Yeah,
3: Absolutely, I can't wait, bring it, bring it on, I'll start hydrating early and and looking forward to the match tonight.
1: Hello to everyone down at Pinocchio's on Level 3. <laughs> Put the beers in the fridge, Shannon's on the way. <laughs>
3: That's a contra pasta meal for me for sure, that <laughs> mention, it's got to be, it's got to be that. These mentions don't come for free.
1: Spen- oh, well they do if you're James Donato. Yeah, yeah. yeah we were yeah, lucky yeah. enough to have lunch on uh, on Friday, I was joined, uh, well we were joined by James Donato, Shannon's son. Oh. and. He came in and helped himself to a Pinocchio's pasture and then didn't even look like offering his <laughs> yeah. father if he could chip in for the bill. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> he, just went, oh, he went straight to the lift, straight to the mate. ground. <laughs> and it, for a free fee, he'd
3: blow into a funeral, James. Didn't he? <laughs> he would he'd
1: said
2: anything yeah, for free. Yeah. He yeah, actually mate,
1: did, he didn't even say thanks, Dad, until we pointed out that he hadn't said thanks, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a son that's very similar. Don't worry yeah. about that. <laughs> Righto, well as we said We're all brought to you by Audio Technica And What If And we will see you next week
0: Thanks for listening to the Rabbitos Top 4 Podcast Powered by Audio Technica And proudly presented by What If Official travel and pathways partner Of the South Sydney Rabbitohs Support the club And visit whatif.com Forward slash Rabbitohs To book your next trip don't forget to use the code RABIDOS15 to get 15% off select hotels. Conditions apply. What if? It's Aussie for travel. Please leave us a five-star rating and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Up the Rabidos!